0: Welcome to the Voice of Aged Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Badgick smith Aged Care Psychology Consultant. I bring my background in psychology, clinical experience, and latest research to this podcast, which is shared in stories, strategies, and solutions to the widely underestimated problem of isolation and loneliness in late life. I truly believe that supporting well-being of our elders is a shared responsibility and that we can help the older person achieve better outcomes for their well-being and do our best by being our best and looking after ourselves. I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, I've got a very special guest with me today. I've got a lady called Sue Dawson, and she is a chaplain working in Retirement Village and Residential Care. Hello Sue, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Julie. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your time. Now, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you started working with um, older people?
1: Well, originally, my career actually started out as a registered nurse and then a midwife. Then I moved into ministry as a pastor. And then about six years ago, I um over the years, I've, I've always had a love of learning, so I've done all sorts of courses. Anyway, I did a, um, CPE, which is clinical pastoral education. I did a intensive 400 hour course during that, and I just loved it. And I started thinking about moving out from being a pastor to being a chaplain. I looked at sports chaplaincy. I looked at hospital chaplaincy. And then um, one of my supervisors from CPE was running a pilot course for um, a, a spirit. It was called the Spiritual Care Series, which was ch- um, training for volunteer pastoral care workers. And it was with aged care. And it was like, a. I think it was about a six week course. And as soon as I did that course, I just was like, oh, I'm meant to be working in aged care. Wow. And um, yeah, and then I just looked for a job. And thankfully got one actually really quickly and I've been there for coming up five years now.
0: Wow. Wow, that's so mm. interesting. So I know I wasn't going to ask you about this before, but like, can you just explain to our listeners what is the difference between a chaplain
1: and a minister? Well, the difference is, I mean, I guess a minister, like the I was working in a big church as a pastor. Right. Yep. So you're just working with the people, I guess, that are in your congregation and all yep. the new people. But being a chaplain, particularly for me in aged care, I'm a chaplain to the staff. I'm a chaplain to um our residents, to the family members, and it doesn't matter what religion you are, whether you have a faith or not. Mm-hmm. Um I'm there to look after spiritual and emotional well-being.
0: Wow, that's mm. that's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. So, what do you like about your role as a chaplain?
1: I love my role. It's wonderful too because I uh, because I'm working with residents from the retirement um, village, mm-hmm. as well as the aged care home. There's lots of variety in that, um, and different things that you come across. I guess yep. I love, particularly in the aged care home, because of my background as a, as a nurse. I'm really interested in the clinical side of things, which I just I enjoy that, and I and it's great for me even when I'm working with the RNs and stuff. I've got I've just got a an understanding there just from my um earlier career, which I really like. I do love. The fact that it's um, my role is with staff and uh, residents. I love working with residents that live with dementia. I really enjoy the palliative care space. And, yeah, it's just a really, yeah, very fulfilling job. Mm. And I guess because
0: you're in a retirement village as well as in residential care, you would see some residents journey across as well?
1: Actually, that's a yeah, really good point. There's a really good continuity of care there yeah. because, um, yeah, I do have, you know, a number of my village residents move into the aged care home. And it's actually so lovely because I can, I know who they were friends with. I can introduce them. I can make sure I, because I already know them. I'm like, oh, oh how about you sit here and. Yeah, yeah, it's that's actually really good, and even with their family members as well that I've gotten to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. that continu- continuity. Yeah, it
0: must yeah. help them so much in terms of just. Reassurance that they're going to be okay, because sometimes I think when they're having cognitive changes and they come to a new environment and they're like, "Oh, this is what it was like at home," and you know, maybe they've changed lots of different providers, but at least they've got you yeah. as a continuity. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's it's special, yeah. very, nice. and it's a, still a huge thing moving across. Um, yeah, because often it's something that they've always yeah. feared. Yeah. But, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So are you, are you involved with that transition often? Like, do you, um, do they ask you, does the facility or family ask you to, to support someone a little bit extra because they, oh, yeah, that kind of naturally happens, I think. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've just had, um, yeah, someone move across and, yeah, their partner was, you know, just all the things. So, and even with, the partner's daughter oh yeah I was just able to be there supporting and yeah Yeah. and and then particularly if one spouse or partner moves um across to the aged care home yeah it's really nice because I can be supportive for the one that's still in the village and then the one that's in the um in the aged care home too yeah so that's special as well Mm. yeah
0: beautiful there are so many joys in your in your role and I think there are so many advantages but surely there must be a few challenges that you come across as well.
1: Oh, I think the biggest challenge has been COVID, really. The lockdowns and, you know, preventative closures of the, of the aged care home. That's definitely been the most difficult mm. challenge. And just for family members, you know, at times when they haven't been able to visit for residents, you know, feeling like just isolated and lonely. It's, that is really challenging, we've recently had someone move in from the village, and we we've had a we've had a COVID outbreak, mm-hmm. and this resident got COVID, mm-hmm. and oh, with so and they've got cognitive changes, so feeling like why have, why am I here? I mm-hmm. don't even understand, and not really understanding that they've got COVID, and mm-hmm. that it's extremely challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just being able to yeah support. Residents and family members in that, yeah, is, mm. is tricky. I mean, we do, of course, we do, you know, WhatsApp calls and, and all those kind of things, but it's still not quite the same as, as being able to, yeah, yeah. visit with a loved one and, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the challenge actually of, for, um, family members visiting when, you know, you've got to wear a mask and you've got to wear a shield and, um, and if you take them off, which, sometimes people do and then oh whoops the next day I've got COVID and I have to ring and say oh, I'm so sorry I visited my mum and I took my mask off and yeah all those kind
0: of things it's really yeah, yeah there's really. real repercussions mm. too yeah mm. and people don't yeah think that I just want mum to be able to hear mm. me I just want yeah. to, you know have Absolutely. a cuddle and then this is yeah. what happens yeah.
1: yeah and that's another really big challenge about wearing masks all the time yeah you just realize that how much you? I mean, you and yeah. me today, like, yeah, being able to look at each other's faces. It's. I've been yeah. three years in a mask, in yeah, in a home. and so, yeah, yeah, that's a real challenge for someone that's got hearing difficulties, and um, mm, it's yeah. it's
0: it's a it's a lot taken away from them in terms of not being able to communicate and look yeah. at the person and yeah, understand
1: yeah. what yeah. yeah. So we all, you know, work on, you know, <laughs> you know, speaking with your eyes, eyes a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. 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 It's yeah, it's it's a real challenge. Mm. So you've been um doing the the wellness adventure program now for a couple of years and we
1: started before COVID. Well, I think it was in the midst. Yeah. Yeah, I think well we would you know how we did all the facilitator training yeah. and but when I looked back on my notes, yeah, I was like, "Oh, that was Last year. Yeah. So it's just been the last couple of years. years. Whereas this is the third year of COVID, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So we somehow managed to, um, to get that first one in, in between. And I've actually nearly finished my, I've run just about to finish the third yep. in, in the aged care home. And I've just finished the second one in the, um, with my village residence. The village residence. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So.
0: Um, and, and, and I think it's just been like one of those things, yeah, like with COVID, it's just like, like, I'm not sure how long it's been going on for now, because when you think about the program and starting and finishing it, it's like, yes, we've had a few periods where it was fine, but then yeah. if I was to, you know, run it myself again, I'm not sure if I could go back to the retirement village at the moment, because there's so many outbreaks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I could bring so many people together right at this stage. So, yeah, yeah. With thinking about like smaller groups, smaller gatherings, open space, you know, there's so many things to, to consider as well. So
1: let's just start broadly for our listeners. So what was your experience starting the program with your clients like? It was, it was really good. I had really good support um, from my lifestyle coordinator mm-hmm. and a pastoral care um, visitor as well. And we got, Nine residents, um, together, like we kind of talked about who, who, who we thought would benefit and we got them together and every week we met, um, and it was wonderful. They just so loved being, um, invited yeah. to us. Like I, I did, you know, invitations yep. and, and, um, we, we made it special. They'd get there and we'd serve them tea and coffee and cake and, you know, we've got our facilitator. But we've also got the um, participants, the participant, um, their sheets, and I put them in a nice folder and did little name tags. And so they really enjoyed it, it. yeah. 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 So, and just that thing of being able to tell their stories. Yes. um, The the icebreakers were always really good. That yep. got everybody talking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Isn't it interesting when you do the icebreaker? And I'm just comparing it because, I mean, yes, I've done the program so many times myself over the last 10 years, but yeah. more so this year um, when I did it in another retirement mm. village, just how people can know each other for so long and then you do icebreaker activity and it's like, oh, my God, I've known this person for years, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that they've grown up, like, in the same little town as me, you know, like, all these. absolutely, Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) It's really funny, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, I thought you guys know everything about each other. And they're like, no, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it can turn out people went to the same school or they've, you know, grown up in the same area or they've holidayed at similar areas and all these things. Yeah. Yeah. It really creates this sense of belonging and and helps them connect with one another, which is what we really
1: want. Yeah. 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 The connection between residents is is really special to see. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And so I know it's in and you know, in the beginning people are like, Oh, I don't know if I
1: can stick to, you know, doing eight weeks, it's a lot. But then they come week after week. <laughs> they do and some People do it's be like, oh, eight weeks, really? And, yeah, but, oh, Sue, is it on next week? And, oh, no, is it our last week, really? (laughs) What are we going to (laughs) do?
0: Yes. So, yeah,
1: it's funny how that sometimes people think the eight-week thing will be um, daunting, but it's definitely, it's I not, haven't found yeah. that at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, I find like exactly the same yeah. thing. Like I had um one gentleman, like when I ran the information session before I started yeah. like getting the names and he's like, surely you're not going to expect me to come for eight weeks. And I said, look, you know, Fred, you can decide if you know, and Fred was always there every yeah. week, first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I always thought it was really interesting. Yeah. yeah how yeah. they, yeah. So we spoke briefly about the impact of COVID, but can you maybe share a little bit more about how did that Affect the, the the program in in retirement village and in residential care.
1: So in residential care, um, we had to at times like have a have a week off or have a couple of weeks off. The other thing we did too, I think that was last Christmas, around Christmas time. You know how you've there's the individual, mm. the one to one kind of program. Yeah. So me and my lifestyle coordinator and the RAO, we we all. Had a couple of residents that we, we did that with. Individually. Individually. Yeah. And, um, and that worked out really well actually for one of our Cantonese speaking residents because the RAO was Cantonese speaking and she translated everything. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And yeah. the residents really found yeah. that beneficial. Yeah, that was, yeah. And it was,
1: it was great just to be able to, um, yeah to care for her in that way yeah yeah, mm.
0: yeah. and so we did the one on one we had to pause it as well but what about like with your retirement village did you change the like the space where you did it like
1: no actually we've managed to in we, we've just been doing it in 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 the hall it's which is a big space so mm. that we've got lots of air around us i guess and um we we managed actually Except for a couple of things when I was away and we had to have a week off, we, we did okay. And then we had just the last week of our wellness group. One fellow wasn't able to be there because he, well, we thought he was just had hay fever, but turned out he had COVID. Oh, no. And then the next day, another fellow who had been in the group, mm. um, he actually tested positive for COVID, but no one else did and oh. it was all good. Yeah. So, yep. yeah.
0: So did you, so were there times when you did the program where you had to mask up or did you have to mask up for the whole thing?
1: Uh, in residential, masked up all the time. All the time, yep. right? Okay, All the time. And then with – when I'm in the village, I actually don't have to wear a mask, but sometimes depending on what's going – because I go between the two depending on the day, mm. um, some days I do wear a mask. But this, this last one, yeah – I managed to not wear a mask when I was with them. It makes it so much easier with no mask.
0: Yeah. Um, so was it hard sometimes like in residential when you just compare the to environments like because obviously in residential if their health is more impacted than it like getting that communication across with the mask would have been mm, more challenging?
1: Yeah, it's yeah more challenging and you have to make sure you speak up or. yeah. Um, yeah. Did you use microphones? No, I only had, to, I only do it with small groups. So, yeah. So like the nine was the most i think this last group spent seven and then the other group was eight and yeah which helps then too yeah um because we sit around together around a table so that works that works yeah
0: Mm. okay okay so yeah obviously if you don't have to wear a mask if it's a small group then the engagement is so much better as opposed
1: to yeah keeping it mind you we've We've done well yeah. because that's just been our reality, wearing masks. Yeah. So – and I think the residents weirdly are kind of used to us wearing masks, so it's not unusual now Yeah. Um, because it's been nearly three years.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's quite interesting because um, in 2020 I had my second child mm. and so he's so – like his – masks is like what – You know, like his entire life, he's just used to people wearing masks. Like there's nothing. Whereas my daughter, my daughter, who's a few years older, she's like, Oh, that person has a mask on. No, that, you know, like it's just quite interesting to see how they, yeah, how they accept it. Yeah. Yeah. For for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know it's really strange. My grandson was is over a year old same thing yeah in the middle of covid <laughs>
0: it's like yep, yep it's just normal mm, yeah mm. and so especially like for those residents who are uh, you know whose memories impacted as well how do they respond to masks and what's going on and then you know you're trying to promote wellness whilst being masked up mm. that they, they've it, yeah the message can be construed sometimes mm. that they don't really know what's going on yeah. yeah
1: yeah mind you i think that's where it's really important you know the warmth in our voice and the enthusiasm and that that kind of thing. That's
0: invitation letters, yeah, so they know yeah, what's going on. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. As a facilitator, what mm-hmm. do you like about the program?
1: I really like that you've written a really great program, <laughs> so it makes it. Um, you know, it's I and now obviously because I've run it, you know. So many Coming times. up five yeah. times, yeah. But it's really great. So I, you've got just something there, you know, you go through your notes, you go like, yep, okay, I know what I'm doing, start with the icebreaker. And then obviously with the – depending on who's in the group, like with the village residents, um, we can pretty much get through the whole yeah thing, whereas maybe with some of the residential residents – I might go, oh, we might not do that little bit. I think that would be a bit too much for them. Yeah. Or, and sometimes it's just flowing because sometimes they all get talking and, um, and so being, it's, you're able to be adaptable with it. Yeah. But it's great that you've set it all out and that they've, they, they've got their, um, they, they can follow on with their, it's not as much as mine, obviously, but Yeah. yeah. So that I love that. Yeah. Um, Oh, I I love that I've been able to do it w- not just with the residential residents. Yeah. I've got to admit, I was a little bit nervous about trying when I was about to try it with the village residents. I remember that. Why was that? I don't know. I just sometimes I've gone to do things and they've kind of like flopped. Yeah. So I guess and I've really had a desire to, um, you know, any any one of my village residents where they're there because sometimes I know they might go, Oh, she's the chaplain. Um, she'll just wanna talk religion and they even though I say to them, you know, it's yeah, it's more than that. So it's been that's been a really good opportunity with the village residents that um some people that wouldn't have come along, because of word of mouth, yeah. They've come they've come along yeah. to something. And it's just been yeah, I've I've really enjoyed um that so the first time I, I advertised it in the, like the village uh, yeah. newsletter and I was like, Oh, I wonder if anyone will. Cause I have tried to do yeah. different things. And yeah, as I said, flopped. Yeah. And straight away, as soon as the newsletter went out within, within a week, I think I had eight people. Wow. Yeah. And some that I didn't even, I was like surprised, like, Oh, 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 that's nice that you want to come. And then, and then this next group, there was a couple that first time around, they had friends that came to the first group and they were like, well, no, 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 that's not something I'd be interested in. Yeah. And then as soon as I said I was running the second group, they went, oh, my friend just said, oh, I really think you'd like it. And, and, and one of them was really worried that she goes, oh, I, I don't really like talking about myself and, and, and sharing. I said, oh, that's okay. You don't have to, you know, say yeah. anything you don't want to say. There's no pressure on anyone. Yeah. And, as we came to the end last week, two of them were like, "Oh, I so didn't think I'd be into sharing my story, but I really loved it, <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. that's interesting, it's
0: so interesting, mm. like because sometimes they come with this expectation they're going to say certain things, and I know because, like I've had this big break where I actually didn't do groups for so yeah. long, and then this year, when I um was supporting that village that's yeah. getting re- you know redeveloped, yeah um. I was there. And at the end, this gentleman said, now, you didn't ask this, but I want to tell you that I started painting when I was 80 and I, I wanted you to see my studio. And it was like he wasn't even part of it, but he really wanted to share that with the group because not many people knew about yeah. that. And so it was quite interesting to just see, like, what they want to get out of it as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they just do things in their own units and no one knows about their interests and hobbies. But I've also had some, you know, examples where people gone, my friend, um, I, I think she would like to come along. Can I, can I get a handout and, and, and give it to her? So like I've had handouts go, you know, yeah. where, and then next week, sure enough, the friend comes along, yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any success stories or examples? I know you already said there's a few people who came along that you didn't expect.
1: Yeah. I think the success stories, I guess would be like, Particularly in that first group that I had in the, um, in the village, yeah, there were some um, residents that were actually feeling really quite anxious about, and I, you know, I hadn't picked that up that mm. they, you know, that they were feeling pretty anxious about some things. Anyway, they came along to the group, and um, one fellow, he actually, his anxiety, Kind of spiraled, and he got quite depressed. And we and he was quite open with the group, actually. And he they were they were wonderful. They everyone was being very supportive, and but and it gave us a good chance to talk about you know reaching out for help, mm. and you know going to see your GP if you if you're feeling you know, yeah. um, and that you know seeing a psychologist because sometimes elders can maybe f- that you know the old stigma about yeah. Um, Going to see a psychologist or anything like that, so it was a really good opportunity for the group. The group to see that, oh, this, you know, so and so's, yeah, he said, oh, yes, I asked Sue, and I, yes, I went to the GP, and now I'm seeing the psychologist. And yeah, actually, right? I'm going to see the psychiatrist, and yeah, and it was a positive thing. And then over time, it wasn't. He actually came to the group every week, even though he was he was really depressed, mm. um, but he came every week, and the group was so supportive of him and. I just saw him the other day and that, I can't think how many months ago that was, but he is fantastic now. Yeah. He's really thriving and he's doing really well.
0: That's good. Um,
1: So that was good just to see him supported. Yeah. Also in the residential home, it's been really lovely seeing friendships develop. I noticed after, so the second group I ran, I really noticed that we had um, new residents coming in and they were... Saying to me, I don't want to go into the dining room, because mm. uh, I ended up went. I went there and I sat down, and they sat down with someone that's living with dementia who uh, was struggling to make conversation. Yeah. So it made them frightened then to go to the dining room. Yeah. So then I talked to my lifestyle coordinator and our manager. And I was like, oh, let's let's try and get some of our residents that've been here for a while that you know have got good, good cognition, yeah. and let's invite those residents that are new into yeah. this small group which we did, and it was so lovely because then they connected, they made friendships, and so then they felt, oh, I can go to the dining room. I know so-and-so. and And, Oh, can I come and sit with you? Yes, you come and sit with me. So that was really positive. Um, Absolutely.
0: And this is something that I really want to tackle in a bit because it feels like Couple of weeks, you know, when someone comes in, if they're not going to dining room, then suddenly it's like, okay, they're going to have their meals in their room. And it's kind of like normalized as well. Oh, this person mm. doesn't go to dining room. And like, I'm like, are they not able to? No, no, no. They just, you know. Mm. And I think such a shame because meal is yeah such an experience for people. And if they can connect to one another... Mm-hmm. It can really make a big impact on 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 them and their adjustment to the yeah. environment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, really, it's really helpful, and and just lovely seeing the the connections. I was thinking about one lady who, um, she was actually really, understandably, she was feeling cranky about yeah coming into care, and she reluctantly kind of came along to the group, but then really enjoyed it. And it was so nice. One day she said, "Oh, my watch." I've lost my watch or it was no, I think it was broken. And another lady um, goes, I've got a spare watch. I'm going to go back to my room and get it for you. And this lady was just so like, oh, really? That's so kind of you. And just gave even that opportunity. like, just Yeah, just to like,
0: yeah, because yeah. normally you wouldn't and staff would normally be like, okay, we'll, we'll call your daughter yeah. and get your yeah. watch fixed as opposed yeah. to, yeah. Yeah.
1: And this lady didn't have any relatives in Sydney, so it was like,
0: yeah, was, it would have been hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: definitely.
0: Yeah. yeah, what sort of things, Sue, do you think we still need to work on with the program?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. I think um, probably trying to tailor it um, so that people that are depending on their, you know, level of dementia, just maybe a bit more, a more of a simple maybe version that that could be helpful. Yeah. um so that um i mean i'm i can cut bits out but it w- probably would be good to have um kind of a do you know what i mean um, yeah yeah just a v- different version of it maybe different yeah.
0: version yeah. with um less overwhelming information on the sheet yeah and maybe even like shorter duration maybe yes. an hour might be too yeah. long yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah
1: yeah that would be that would be good
0: yeah, yeah.
1: and also i mean i don't know how but you know for people non english speaking okay. backgrounds yeah um, that would be
0: yeah really
1: good with i mean we've got different we've got like persian and cantonese um, yeah. at our home That yeah. would be wonderful if we could
0: help you know, them help as well them. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 what about carers do you have quite a few in the in the retirement village people caring for their loved ones who might be impacted with dementia or who have that dual role as a as a spouse but as well as a care caregiver
1: yeah do you mean for us to to support them as well do yeah, you find that yeah. sometimes
0: that that is um one area that we haven't really tapped yeah, into
1: yeah 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 actually that could be really good if if we yeah. ran a group that would be fantastic actually yeah. if we ran a group for um yeah family members carers yeah 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 um and particularly for those, you know, if their spouse or their family members um, living with dementia. Yeah. Um, and that can be very overwhelming um, for partners and family members. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there you go. Mm. Do you have any other
1: overall comments that you might have? Just that I think it's uh, really great. And I was just thinking from the first time I heard you speak. Yeah. Was that a seminar? Yes, And you talked about this course. Yes. And I, I went back to my (laughs) Chaplaincy managers and went, Oh, we really got to do this. And it took a while, but yeah, we got there. Yeah, we did. We got there. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just so thrilled that we, that happened and that, um, that we have got the ability. And the wonderful thing about groups, I, um, I've always loved facilitating groups. It's, it's great. You have a lot of impact on, you know, time wise. It's really, because if you're doing one to ones, yeah, you're doing lot of It's time, much yeah, more, time more time efficient. efficient. Yeah. You know, and
0: sometimes people go, "Oh, you know, like I don't have time to learn something else, to, like some do something new." And this is commonly like what I see, you know, in in retirement villages and in residential care. But I'm like, but imagine just, you know, like when I did that this year, it's like I would be there for a one hour in retirement villages. They're all sitting there before mm. I get there, yeah, and then like have impact on 15 people in an hour and then leave. And it's mm. like, I've seen 15 people. Mm. They've engaged. They've done mm. activities. Mm. Whereas if I was one-on-one, that would have been 15 hours. That would yeah. have been two full days, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think that sometimes the the power of and the benefits of the mm. group can really be um, time efficient as yeah. well. So yeah. that can help
1: us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Before we finish up, I've just got a few questions that I wanted to ask you more widely. So mm. what do you think? given that you work with our ageing population, what do you think are the best and the worst parts about
1: ageing? This is an interesting one because sometimes I (laughs) have residents and they go, there's nothing good about Mm ageing. But then when they think about it, and I I, I don't know, from my point of view too, um, I've just become a grandparent, um, which has just been such a joy. So I I do see that with, um, yeah, with my residents, with my mum, like, Um, Grandchildren and great grandchildren just bring so much joy to to older people because yeah they just it's joyous Mm -hmm. seeing new life and and I think because sometimes you know the worst thing I think the multiple losses yeah maybe not maybe worse but the hardest thing is the multiple losses um, that. Mm-hmm. Um, Aging people have just whether it's you know oh I I mean I see that with my you know residents when they have to give up their license yeah. oh that thing and I always go oh my gosh don't you remember when you very first got your license just, and you yeah. drove off and you felt so independent and then to have that taken away oh, I think that's really a really
0: big loss yeah b- b- big big loss because yeah. they f- they feel that that independence is gone yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and then just the loss of you know, friends, partners, yeah,
0: yeah. Even like, you know, one loss that we don't often talk about, and it's just come to my mind now, especially like in women, it's, it's, it's confidence issues, you know, it's that confidence that I can go out. And I can do something and it's like, it's actually okay. I can wait to find toilet. Because sometimes they miss on bus trips. They miss on outings mm-hmm. because of the continence issues, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's true. like yeah. And I don't want to be using a pad. I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to. And so they're sitting. They're not mm. moving. And mm. I'm like, well, surely like just being sedentary for so long is not good for your, yeah, you know, yeah. your your bladder muscles yeah. and everything. Yeah. So yeah.
1: even that, that goes under one of the losses itself. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah just all being able to even the physical losses that um mm. yeah and i i think too particularly when some people are you know really cognitively sharp mm. but their body you know it's like oh i can't yeah. or oh, they've had a stroke and they can't walk anymore and yeah, yeah. Those, those kind of losses it's hard it is it's hard
0: it's it's, yeah. it's hard when they've had something that's changed their life overnight mm. like mm. a stroke you mm. know I've, yeah, yeah, no, that's very true. Okay, if you could spend a day with someone you admire, who would be that be, and why?
1: Well, it's really funny. The first person that popped into my head was actually my dad, who okay. died on his forty fifth birthday. Oh, and wow! And we're just coming up in a couple of weeks to he would have been ninety. Wow! In a couple of weeks, and I thought, oh, I would have loved to spend a day with my dad. dad yeah. And yeah. So out of out of, I've got a brother and a sister, and out of the three of us, I'm the most like him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, dad. Okay. Yeah. My dad. Yeah. 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 Oh, have how sweet. To have seen him yeah. Grandpa and a
0: great grandpa and yeah. 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 Wow. That's very yeah, Good. I've got goosebumps. Mm. Um. And one final question: What do you think are the key elements to feeling feeling fulfilled and happy in life?
1: Well. I've got the greatest example of this in my mother, who is amazing. Um, she would say she's actually living with dementia. Um, she's been living with dementia for three years now. But she's always lived this life of gratitude. She is. Um, she's just always been really thankful um, and grateful. She's been a lover of people. Um and interestingly, that has stood her in such great stead now that she's living with dementia because she's forever grateful for yep. whatever I do, my sister does, my brother does, the carers do. Um, because yep. she's always had an interest in people,
0: yep. she
1: welcomes carers into her home wow. and likes getting to know them. Um, so that she's been a really, so for me, just practicing gratitude. Yeah. Um, Loving others, being kind, being curious, that helps us not be judgmental, I think. Yeah. And um anyway, mum mum's been an example of all them and she is happy and contented. Yeah. And yeah. So that's right. that, so I just that's my example and, and she also has a a really deep faith in God, which I do too, and that's um definitely um helped. Yeah, and and helps me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so so much for your time. We've really gotten to know you in this interview, and um, and I think it really helps the listeners as well to understand with age care and and what's involved, you know, and the impact of, of COVID as well. I'm so grateful for your time and, and to be able to discuss that and who would know that there's, you know, so much behind your title as a chaplain, that your, your experience and your, um, your personality brings so much joy to people that you support. So I'm very grateful for your time this morning. Thank you, Julie. Thanks. It's
1: been a pleasure.
0: Well, that is another episode of The Voice of Age Care Done and Dusted. Make sure you don't miss out when I release another episode by becoming a subscriber on your app of choice. And if you can, please leave a review too. I'd love to know what you think of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is go straight over to wisecare.com.au forward slash resources and check out my latest resources you can download for free a book chapter 20 strategies to boost engagement with elders or my most popular resource five facts about me worksheet you'll be sure to find them all there wisecare.com.au forward slash resources i'll see you at the next episode